This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Get ready. You're tuned in to Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea, bringing you the hottest trending topics on social media. Stay connected. Instagram.com slash Lovely Tea 2002. Hey, you guys. Welcome to another episode of Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea. Good morning, and I hope you guys are doing well. So I'm back with another podcast, and I wanted to talk about, you know, how I feel about all the things that are going on on YouTube, because people send me requests about this stuff all the time, because I am a, you know, YouTuber at the end of the day. And I truly feel like there are two YouTubes. I really do. I feel like there's a elitist YouTube for a lot of, like, the big white influencers, and then there's everybody else. Now, if you guys have not heard... James Charles, the one that's been accused of sexual allegations towards minors several times, okay, not once, but there's been at least eight minors that have come out against him. Now, he tried to speak about it. He did a video that was very low quality. The audio was real soft, and he claimed he was taking personal responsibility. But even with all that, people weren't buying it, and Morphe ended up dropping him. So Morphe, they had released a statement, and Morphe was one of his biggest, you know, champions, honey. And so they ended up dropping him, and this is what Morphe says. They said, in light of the recent allegations against James Charles, Morphe and James have agreed to end their business relationship and wind down sales of the Morphe X James James Charles product offering. It is and has always been Morphe's goal to create a positive, safe, and empowering space where all beauty lovers can freely share their, their artistry and passion for cosmetics, and Morphe is committed to furthering that goal. So that is what Morphe said on April 16th. And then James also released a statement as well. So James says, Accountability is something that I have spoken about a number of times in the past. In my most recent video, I spoke about and took accountability for my part in conversations I had with a few individuals who told me they were over the age of 18, as I said in that video. I can't show change overnight, but will over time. Since posting that video, many people have come forward with a series of misleading stories and false allegations, which have been reported on by many people, creators, and news outlets. My legal team has begun taking action against those that spread misinformation or created completely false stories as this has gone too far. These stories have caused many of my long-term partners to receive considerable negative feedback, and one of them being Morphe. I've loved every moment working with them, and I am beyond grateful for what we have created together. That being said, I have reached out to them, and we mutually agreed to wind down our James Charles X Morphe collaboration which is my only project with them. I am continuing to take time away to learn, grow, listen, and look forward to coming back one day in the future as a better version of myself, James. So that is what James Charles had to say. And I'm sorry if you guys are hearing beeping. You guys know they're doing construction. They're building new homes every five minutes in my neighborhood. So I apologize for that. So now that was on the 16th. James is talking about suing people, you know, who posted misleading things, who added extra sauce to the story and stuff like that. But again, James, you wouldn't even be in this situation had you not been trolling for Teen Peen. So again, take personal responsibility for every action. There's a reaction. 
there'd be nobody putting falsehoods and, you know, extra sauce to a story had you not been caught several times doing the same actions that you claim that you would not be doing way back when Tati Westbrook ended up blasting you. So let's keep that real. So now it's been announced as of Monday that YouTube, um, they temporarily, remember this word, temporarily, demonetize his YouTube channel, meaning that he won't be able to make any money from any videos on that site. So even his past videos, everything's demonetized. And demonetization is like, it's like a punch in the gut. (laughs) I've been there. Um, They demonetized my entire news channel for no reason. Um, You know, a lot of black creators have been there. So... You know, that's a lot of money lost for him. He has over 26 million subscribers on YouTube. He has 27 million on Instagram. I mean, he has a huge social media platform. And it was all built on lies, but that's a whole nother damn podcast, okay? So they've demonetized him, plus Morphe has dropped him. That is a lot of money just down the drain. So I'm sure he just probably feels sick right now. He's probably very upset. But again, for there has to be consequences when people do things like this. But one thing I noticed that when it comes to white creators, they get temporarily demonetized. Shane Dawson, he was temporarily demonetized. If you guys don't know, it came out that David Dobrik, his channel was also demonetized. They suspended ads from his channel, and this happened on March 26th. So how long these demonetizations go on, I'm not really sure. Some people say they usually last about six months. That's usually when, and these, now let's, don't get it twisted. These guys are rich. James Charles is worth like $12 million. So even if he never makes another dime from Morphe and YouTube, I think he's great, okay? he had, He's built his generational wealth. David Dorbrick is worth millions of dollars. So even when they demonetize these channels, it's not really a punishment. They usually leave for six months. They go get supposed counseling. They sit on the beaches of Malibu. They sip their champagne. They still hang with their influencer friends on the low. You know, you can't post pictures with them because then you'll get back lash but you can still come to my mansion and kick it with me on the low so they're still living their best life they're still worth money you know they they have savings so they're gonna be okay and um then they come back six months later after you know said hiatus of counseling and you know relaxation and a way for the the drama to die down then they come back and they pick up like business as usual Shane Dawson did the same thing And Shane Dawson is worth millions. He made so much money with that Jeffree Star collaboration. So he, you know, stayed gone for six months and then he crept back and now he's back making videos. Obviously, he's making videos because he's now remonetized and getting paid. No one is going to work for free. You know, like, I don't know why people still think that this is like the YouTube of yesteryear. Nobody's making videos for free. Okay, if you're not able to be compensated for your time, your editing and whatever else you're doing, you're not going to do it. You know, maybe when you're first getting started and you're hoping when you get into the monetization program but once you've been paid and that is how you make your money you're not going to make free content so they usually come back once their channels are quietly remonetized now the reason why that bothers me is that there's so many black content creators that they didn't even have the option of being temporarily demonetized their entire channels were boop deleted Just straight up gone. You go to look up their channel, can't find them. On top of that, we deal with shadow banning. How many times have people not been notified when I'm live? 
when I, you know, post a video, they're not getting notifications. You literally have to follow me on other social media platforms like Discord and Patreon or Twitter to get my notifications because YouTube doesn't send them out. Do you know they suppress the channels? I've been sitting at like 900 something thousand for like the past two months, you know? So they push who they want to push through the algorithm. And it's very funny that YouTubers like myself and others like Dollface and, you know, who's one of my good YouTube friends, you know, we follow the rules. You know, we do what we're supposed to do. We're not out here making extreme content. We're not out here harassing and bullying people. We're not out here doxing people. We're not out here doing, you know, nefarious shit. But yet and still, we don't get pushed through the algorithm. We don't get spotlighted. But it's the ones who are, you know, involved in all types of BS that YouTube loves to push. Now, if you guys do not know, um, right now, David Dorbrook is trending all over Twitter and they are dragging him. So what happened is this. Basically, his uh, partner from the vlog squad, Jeff Wittick, he released a two-part docuseries. And he's basically letting everybody know the truth about what happened to his face. If you guys don't know, it was close to a year ago when quarantine first happened. This man was seriously hurt because he decided to take part in one of David Dorbrick's, um, you know, harebrained schemes where David Dorbrick was going to basically drive an excavator with one hand while filming with his camera. And this excavator was going to be, you know, rope was going to be tied to there and his friend would be swinging from that rope. And this psychopath, like I've said before, I get psychopathic tease from David Dorbrick. There's nothing genuine about him. He's a very creepy individual. You can tell if he didn't have YouTube, he'd probably just be some bum somewhere with no goals and aspirations. I just, I don't get anything from him that, that resembles smart, <laughs> articulate, well thought out. He's just one of those frat party white boys. That's the vibe I get from Dorbrick, right? So... His friends are hanging from this rope and he's swinging them wildly. Then he proceeds to stop and the dude basically goes, I don't know how many miles per hour. He hits this lake and his whole face shatters. He damn near loses his eye. I want you guys to go ahead and watch the video snippet really quick. Check this out. Corinna gets on it and then David starts moving. It was like, this shot looks so sick. This looks beautiful. The thing comes off and it starts falling down. And Corinna's like, oh, what the fuck? Put me down, put me down. She's like, you take things too far, David. I just jumped out of a plane 20 times. What's the worst that could happen if I swing from a rope over a one foot deep lake? And yeah, I didn't know I was going to go that fast. But this is where I made a mistake. I forgot that the biggest fucking idiot I know was driving it. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. All right, so you guys just saw that video. Now, what's funny is that Trish Paytas back in 2019, you know, I'm going to start calling her Trisha Domus in a minute. Well, not really. But back in 2019, she had stated that something bad was going to happen to this group because they were pushing it further and further and further. Y'all go ahead and check out what Trish had to say. It's going to give me so much hate because everyone's up his butt, but they're going to realize and something bad is going to happen in that group. I don't know what it is. Something bad, something dangerous, something like, like they do all these dangerous things. Someone's going to either die or like also 
All right, so you guys just saw what Trish had to say about the situation. And I remember when she was saying all this stuff, when she was blasting them. Because, again, she's another one with low self-esteem who wanted to fit in. She wanted to fit in with this crew, started, you know, dating and smashing one of the vlog squad members. And they ended up basically treating her like trash, recording their sex sessions. They put her through hell just to make vlogs. And so what she was saying was the truth, but a lot of people ignored it because of the messenger. And now a lot of this stuff is coming to pass. I don't understand how YouTube continues to push these types of people, this type of content. We had it with the Logan and the Jake Pauls where they were burning up pools and, you know, just doing all types of stuff, destroying homes. And, you know, but because they're making so much money from YouTube, it didn't matter. They could just fix the hole in the wall. They could just, you know, fix the pool and everything else. And it's like they reward bad behavior on this site. And I, for one, I'm sick of it. So today's sponsor is Boomboss. Lots of things can make your workout hard. Extra resistance, double the speed, one more mile. But one thing that should not be hard are your socks. That's why Boomboss Performance Socks are built to be nothing but comfortable and supportive. Boomboss Performance Socks are stitched with special moisture wicking yarn and temperature regulating vents that allow cool air to flow in and prevent overheating. They come in different styles for every sport with specific design features to help you optimize performance and keep you comfortable no matter what you're doing. And like all their other socks, for every pair of Boomboss performance socks that you buy, they donate a pair to somebody in need. They have donated over 45 million pairs so far. So me personally, I do have um, several pairs of Boomboss socks and I do like them. They're very comfortable. They come in different styles. One thing about them is that they're not only comfortable, but they're very well made. So if you want to try a pair of these wonderful socks, make sure you go to boomboss.com slash sip slow. Once again, that's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash sip slow, S-I-P-S-L-O-W. So make sure you put that in so that way you can save 20% off of your first purchase. I'm sick of it because it's not okay because I have seen good, decent channels, truth-telling channels, channels that make you think, channels that bring you information, literally be demonetized permanently. Because they're talking about C-19, because they're talking about, you know, the World Economic Forum, because they're talking about real shit that wakes people up, they are demonetized. They are having to depend on their Patreon donations to keep making content. And yet and still, you have somebody like David Dobrik, who's been able to make millions off of the YouTube platform unscathed. They only demonetize him because of these sexual abuse allegations, because YouTube does not want to be tied to any more drama. So if you sexually abuse somebody, if you're making the platform look bad and you're a big, big YouTuber, they'll demonetize you, but only temporarily. But if you're a smaller YouTuber... You know, and this happens to white YouTubers, too, that are smaller, who are truth channels. Because a lot of my favorite truth channels have literally just disappeared. Been gone, been censored, you don't see them. But yet and still, this is what they push. And then they're shocked when these folks push the envelope. And they have to do things bigger and crazier to get those same reactions, to get those same views. Last time I checked, none of these people... From Jeff to Natalie to David, none of these folks are professional stunt people. So I'm confused as to why they're trying to put all their energy and their life into David's comeback video. They're willing to risk themselves and their well-being for David's comeback, for David to blow up so that way they can get some money, they can get some fame off of there. 
You have stunt people who would not even do shit like this. This man is worth millions of dollars. He can rent. I don't know how much it costs to rent that excavator, but I'm assuming it costs a pretty penny, right? So he can spend money to rent that. But do you notice there was not one medic on the scene? There was not one ambulance on the scene. It was just a bunch of bros. Okay, so when he smacked that water, it was the bros who ran into the water to pull him out. Folks who don't have any medical training. He's lucky he didn't become paralyzed. He lost his eye, um, had, you know, his neck was broken. He's very lucky that he's still able to walk to this day. And the fact that David kept this quiet, he made it seem like, oh, we're just going to take a break from vlogging. Oh, I just need a mental release. I just need to relax a bit. So people thought that he took a break from vlogging because he just needed, you know, a mental break. You know, we all need that. You know, sometimes I disappear too, shit. I ain't mad at him. But now the truth has come out that he didn't do this because he needed a mental break from YouTube. He stopped vlogging because his friend was in the hospital for months. And they're trying to find ways to keep this under wraps. And the crazy part is that Jeff is not blaming David. He's not talking about suing him. You know, he's taking personal responsibility for him being a dumbass and going through with the stunt. But he really doesn't even blame David. And that says a lot about his character. Because for me, looking at this, I definitely blame David because David was the driver of said excavator with a camera in his hand. And he was more concerned with getting a reaction for, you know... The, the vlog squad and, and YouTube views, then his own friend's safety. He's always giving me psychopath vibes. That weird-ass laugh, that chaotic energy. David Dorbrick is an agent of chaos. Has been an agent of chaos from the time he came onto this platform. And then, he's a very disingenuous person. I remember I saw a vlog one time where Logan Paul, or Jay, honey, I can't tell him apart, one of the Paul brothers was talking about how they invited, you know, David and his crew over to their mansion only to find out that David was talking shit about them. What do you got? I forgot. I have security cameras everywhere in my house. Yeah. So I went on and I looked uh, at this at the time when David, Corinna and Jeff were on, um, on the studio. And you, so, could hear somehow, what they, you could hear what they're saying. I could hear what they were saying. Okay. They made a suicide forest joke. One, one of them, one of them, uh, Jeff was actually, it was caught on camera. Someone like Instagram him and he was like making fun of me and my, my mistakes and my controversy. Jeff what's fucking good, bro. Then, then you text me the next day and you want say, you want to go running at Runyon Canyon or, or you want to box sometime? Like, please, please come over and we can handle this like fucking men instead of coming on at my house on my podcast and talking shit. And David too, bro. Like, yeah, I, everyone, I, everyone has, has these internet personas, but they come to my house in real life and, and the, the blatant disrespect right in front of my eyes, like, but, but also behind my back, uh, I don't like it. I feel it. You know, and it's like, you're in our house. We paved the way for you. We, we, we walked and crawled, bitch, so you can run. And then you got the nerve to be talking shit about us in our home. So he's a very disingenuous individual and he's showing time and time again that he will use anyone and step on anyone as long as it can bring him content and make him money. We've had vlog members like Alex come out and talk about how, you know, he treated him very unfairly, talked about the racism that he went through with him. Um, just a lot of people have blasted him. Then we have his friend Dom, who allegedly raped that young girl. You know, and Dave and all of them were there. They were filming stuff. They thought this was funny to get these underage girls drunk. You know, so the whole situation is just really, really disturbing. And I feel like YouTube needs to do more because if they can delete regular people's content 
and delete their whole channels that, that they spent months and years building and put their blood, sweat, and tears into for nothing more because YouTube doesn't agree with their content and what they're saying and their truth, then why are these people still allowed to be on the platform? Why are they not being deleted? Oh, because they know if they delete a James Charles who has 25 million, if they delete a David Dobrik who has about, I want to say, 15 million subscribers, that's going to fuck up the YouTube ecosystem. Because like I've always said before, YouTube is losing a lot more money than they're gaining. Once they sold to Google and everybody ran to their platform to start making content, because people don't ever think about the technical aspect of YouTube and how it runs. Somebody has to pay for all that server space. The server space that's being used by Google and YouTube is the size of some entire cities. Okay? Somebody has to pay for that. When you have idiots uploading 20 hours of me ringing a doorbell or 10 hours of me burping, that takes up server space. So they haven't really made a whole lot of money from this YouTube, from purchasing YouTube from the original owners. It's more or less been draining Google. So I believe that is why they allow a lot of these crazy content creators who get into trouble when they go, their stories go viral. That is why they only temporarily demonetize them as opposed to deleting their whole channels. See, if you only have a few hundred thousand subscribers to 300, you know, even a million, that's not a whole lot. So if they remove you and demonetize you, that doesn't really affect YouTube as much because you're not part of the elite. If they delete a James Charles, if they delete a David Dobrik, if they delete a Shane Dawson, what that does is that it opens up doors for competition. Because now Twitch might come and say, hey, James, they demonetized you. They deleted your channel. We don't care about none of that bullshit. Come over here to our platform and we'll make it worth your while. And I believe that is what YouTube is really scared of, that a lot of these problematic YouTubers who have built this massive following, Okay, remember, ad revenue is king on YouTube. And a lot of what with James Charles, most of his content is safe, right? All he does is makeup. He's not really out here doing crazy stunts. He's not really out here speaking truth to power. He's just a fucking pretty boy. Nothing more, nothing less. So his content brings so much ad revenue to YouTube, it's crazy. So them demonetizing him temporarily, I don't even think it's going to go six months because it's going to affect YouTube's bottom line. He'll probably only be demonetized for no more than three months. I highly doubt they'll go six months with uh, with James Charles. Also, let's not forget, in November 2020, YouTube made it a rule that they're still going to run ads on every single video on their platform. People forget that. So even if a channel is demonetized, even if a video is demonetized, YouTube will still run ads on those videos because it's on their platform, which to me just makes no sense. So you'll demonetize one of my videos because of a sensitive topic, right? So I can't get paid for it, but YouTube can. They can then turn around and still run their own ads that they have with their own ad companies via your videos. So even though James Charles is demonetized and he's not going to see that money and David Dobrik YouTube will still be eating off of those videos. Those videos will still run ads. So just make sure you're aware of that. Just because you see an ad on somebody's video does not necessarily mean that they're getting paid for it. There are ads that run all the time on my videos, but those videos are demonetized and I'm not making a, a penny off of them. So that's what's going to happen. So if they were to delete 
David's channel. If they were to delete James Charles's channel, these channels have massive followings. They get massive views. If they just deleted those channels, they would not have a revenue stream. YouTube could not forcibly put ads on those channels and still make money. So for them, it's worth it to only temporarily disable those channels from making those content creators money, but they're still going to run ads on those videos, best believe. Now, if it's a smaller content creator, you're not in the YouTube algorithm like that. You're not a part of the YouTube ecosystem, so they don't care. So they'll delete somebody who has like two, three, four hundred thousand subscribers because it really doesn't make a dent. But if they were to delete James Charles's channel, and especially being that his content is so safe, that would really cost YouTube more money than it's worth. So they're just punishing him to get him in line and let him know like, yo, you're doing way too much and you better calm the hell down. And then also to appease the naysayers and the folks who are upset. But best believe they have to remonetize him eventually because they don't want him to leave that platform and take all those viewerships and subscribers to another platform like Twitch. So this shit gets really, really deep. A lot of this stuff stems behind money. And that's what it boils down to point blank period. With David Dorbrick, he'll probably be back in the next few months as well. Because regardless of the situation, he brings traffic to that site. Now, I remember when the apocalypse first happened and David Dorbrick, he did an interview with Men's Magazine or something like that. And he was basically going in and he was talking about how he went from making $275,000 a month down to $2,000 a month with Adpocalypse. So it really affected his content a lot. But the good thing for him is because he gets so many views and he has so many subscribers that he was able to make brand deals with advertisers directly who were still sponsoring his videos. Check this out. Um, so there's this thing that happened. It was the Adpocalypse. And basically a bunch of advertisers pulled out of YouTube. And YouTubers, some YouTubers started to get paid a lot less because their content wasn't friendly, so advertisers wouldn't come on the channel anymore. Um, and I was one of those people. I was getting around 60 million views a month, and my check each month um, for that time would be a little over $275,000, which is nuts, nuts. It, 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 it literally felt like I was a drug dealer at that time. And then a year and a half ago, or like two years ago, it like kind of got cut, and now I'm now I get 200 million views, which is you know more than three times the amount of views I was getting before. But now my paycheck is under two thousand dollars, which is crazy. It's crazy. It's a huge difference. So he was able to supplement that by getting a bunch of ads from these major companies. So I believe that is what YouTube is scared of. They don't want to see these huge creators who bring people, regardless if they're monetized or not, they bring people to that platform. They drive eyes. They drive viewership. Because once you leave a James Charles video, you can either watch another one that will pop up or you may go searching for something else. The whole point of social media is to keep you as invested and on each platform as much as possible. Your attention, your views, your eyeballs are all monetizable. So if I can drag you in via this huge influencer, James Charles, well, maybe now you'll watch all this other content that we do have ads on and we can get paid that way. So that's just, that's the formula on all of these platforms from TikTok to Instagram. You know, that's why they have Explorer pages where you just scroll aimlessly because they want to keep your attention as much. They want to keep your attention and waste as much of your time as possible because that is how they eat. So if they were to just de delete a James Charles, 
it would really affect their algorithm. It would really affect their money. And right now, YouTube is very much struggling, you know, but I still think it's very unfair because a lot of other people, they don't get that chance. They don't get that push. You know, there's a lot of, you know, black makeup artists who do way better work than James Charles, you know, but they don't get pushed through the algorithm like that. So YouTube has been on some biased stuff for years. You know, look at all the black comedians who used to be on YouTube doing skits, you know, just really funny. They're the ones who paved the way for the whole skit community. Like Dorm Entertainment and so many others that were also doing comedy got pushed by the wayside. And then you saw the white YouTubers being pushed through the algorithm. You know, so a lot of people of color really helped to make this site what it is. From the cooking videos to the hair videos to the makeup tutorials. But none of them are as big as a James Charles who came on the tail end of everything. He, he hasn't been here since 2009, 2008, 2010. He just got here a few years ago, and he's at 26 million subscribers. Meanwhile, you have makeup people, makeup gurus, beauty girls who have been on here from day one, and they're still sitting at no more than, if they're lucky, 3 million followers, 4 million followers. So it's definitely an ugly game that they're playing, but I just feel like at the end of the day that it's not okay. This type of content is not okay. When you're willing to risk the life of your friends just for a check, just for clicks, just for views. And Jeff Wittek, he's a good one because honestly, he has a lawsuit against David Dobrik. He could definitely sue him for everything he's worth and get it. So the fact that he hasn't done that yet, mm, it says a lot. You know, and I'm not saying that he may not sue him in the future because he put that documentary out there for a reason. Because if that's the case, why even do the documentary? So, you know, and especially when he sees that David is going through so much right now. With all the backlash and the whole vlog squad situation, this is adding salt to the wounds. So I think, you know, in the future, he may look at suing, possibly. He may look at wanting to get compensated for, you know, everything he's been through. His eye is still messed up. And the fact that, you know, these people are still praised is just really just it's really unnerving, you know, that this type of content gets made and they don't even think it through. Like I said, initially, none of these people are stunt people. Whenever they do these crazy stunts, you don't see the paramedics there. You don't see the ambulance. You don't see medical technician on the site. It's just the crew. You know, so God forbid, what is it going to take? Is it going to take for somebody to die because of one of these foolish stunts? What would have happened if he would have died? You know, YouTube would be blamed. A lot of the things that go on on this platform that end up going mainstream, it ends up affecting us regular YouTubers who don't engage in this BS. Just like when PewDiePie was doing all that shit on Fiverr, paying the Indians to write anti-Semitic things, that's what created the apocalypse. We had nothing to do with that. Black YouTube was mind, we was minding our own black ass business. But guess who were the first ones affected? We were. They demonetized all of our channels. That's when I had to start my Patreon about five years ago. And then we had to go and resubmit every single video in hopes of getting them remonetized. And out of the thousands of videos that I have, only 75% of them got remonetized. Imagine having to take a week out of your life to resubmit every single video that you've made since 2009, 2010 to be remonetized because of some shit a millionaire YouTuber like PewDiePie decided to do on a whim. And since then, the ads have not been right. Since then, we've had to go through this whole monetization, demonetization, submit for monetization process because of his actions.
but he's still able to eat and be one of the top creators. You know, no punishment, fine. He's been able to bounce back from that. Meanwhile, everybody else on the platform has had to suffer because of these big YouTubers' mistakes. So it's really disturbing when you think about it. And that's why I say there's two YouTubes. There's an elitist YouTube, and then there's a YouTube for just us regular folks who are just trying to make it and, and eat and take care of our families. So the whole situation is just insane. But just wanted to come out here and talk about how I feel about everything concerning David and James and them being demonetized. I just think it's BS because it's not going to be permanent. But I just broke down to you guys why it won't be permanent. So anyways, y'all, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Half of this will be posted on YouTube. You can feel free to comment over there. Thank you guys once again for supporting the podcast, and I'll talk to you guys later. Deuces. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure you join us again soon. For all the latest tea, make sure you follow me on my social media pages. Just put in L-O-V-E-L-Y-T-I on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.